All right, welcome everybody to our latest Between the Races podcast on the MX Vice Network. Thank you to everyone for listening and supporting the site. We really appreciate it. Um, we'd first like to thank our sponsors in Monster Energy, Fox Racing, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Acherbys, AS3 Performance, Kawasaki UK, KTM UK, and of course, Even Strokes for all their incredible supporters. Without them, none of this would be possible. All right, for this episode, we have another cracker. We've got a special interview with Aussie Serco Yamaha MX2 star Reese Budd, who's fresh off his first career overall at Maitland on the weekend in the Aussie Pro MX series. So thanks for joining us, mate. Congrats on the effort. What a day. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, thank thank you to uh having me on for this podcast. So uh, looking forward to it. But um, yeah, what an awesome weekend for me, that's for sure. Yeah, mate, it was it was an incredible day. Um, obviously a track you know well, and it was pretty sketchy, wasn't it? You had a pretty two contrasting motos, the uh Conditions were challenging. We see a lot of guys going down and, and a lot of tricky roosts coming at you too, which you seem to do a pretty good way of avoiding, mate. You see Webster with the big hole in his arm. So, but yeah, just sort of watching the motos on the on the TV because I wasn't there. But um, yeah, it looked, it looked sort of lots of sketchy jump faces, bumps, um, big ruts. Like it was it was pretty uh, challenging for you, blokes, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. It was uh, it was a wild weekend. Um, like like you just mentioned, we had uh, we had a whole lot of rain you know, between uh, or right before we started Moto2. So, um, yeah, it was totally different to what we had in that first Moto. But um, I, I just got to say thanks to the mailing crew. They did an awesome job with the track prep all weekend. Um, you know, compared to what we have had the last three rounds, um, it was a big step forward for, for the Pro MX guys. So um, it, it was a really good racetrack. And as you said, I, um, I've done a, a few laps around there. Uh, I grew up, you know, only a couple of hours away. So uh, it's a track that I've done a little bit of racing at as a junior and whatnot. So um, it's one that I was definitely pretty confident heading into. So, um, yeah, it was it was just an awesome vibe as, as soon as we landed at the airport and, and was heading to the track. So, um, yeah, like like you mentioned, the, the track conditions um, between the, the Moto1 and Moto2 were completely different. And, um, yeah, once the, the track kind of, baked out during that lunch break and got a little bit hard pack and then the rain come down. So it made it, uh, made it tricky, super greasy. Um, but I'd still prefer to ride that in. And then what we've had previously. So um, overall awesome weekend and uh, can't complain about the conditions. Yeah, mate, it's been a pretty, um, it's been a very sort of challenging and almost bizarre start to the campaign for you guys. Obviously the tragedy at the the opening round and then the 40 degree day had happened with the, with it was basically a mudder as well because of the, the track prep and then Wodonga was just a just a yard sale there with bikes expiring left, right and centre and just just a pretty horrible day of racing. So it was it must have been pretty refreshing to have some normality in a way, even though that that storm threw some spanners in the works. But it's sort of like you got a good gauge in the first moto at least. Yeah, yeah, of course. It was um yeah, like you said, it's so refreshing just to be able to have a track where we can race and we can attack, we can move around, we can change lines, we can we can do all that stuff, you know. It's 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 hard when um the, the track's a bit of a bog hole and wet and muddy because everyone just wants to follow the main line and that they don't want to move out of the way because it's still it's still wet and deep and stuff like that. So when it's like that, it, it funnels into to one, maybe two lines, you know, where Maitland um they didn't rip it too deep. Uh the, the turn still got super ruddy, uh the track got rough, they got bumpy and um uh, it, it was it was still a tough racetrack, but um like I said it's a racetrack, so we were able to to um attack it and move around and make passes and things like that. So um it, it was it was awesome. They did a really good job with that, and it's uh, it's what we need. So hopefully the the next few rounds, uh, the clubs can kind of learn from Maitland and um do something similar. So that's that's what we need. You know, it's that's what racing's about. We want close close racing. We want to be able to battle each other. We want to um we want to have the opportunity to. To fight for positions, you know, we don't want to be funneling into one turn, into one run and, and doing all that stuff. So it was just awesome to have a track where we could finally, we could race each other and move around. And um, they, they did a good job with some sections at the track as well, where we had a few split lanes and stuff like that, yeah. where, um, you know, yeah, obviously like a left, right, and uh, you had to stay in that one lane. So uh, a couple of a couple of races we have had, uh, or might have just been one thing. We had a, a split lane, but it was not really a split lane. It was basically just an inside, outside in a 90-degree corner, you know. So it, it was yeah. really weird. But they did an awesome job with, you know, making that. And, uh, and it was fair, you know, and there was another line option and stuff like that. So, like I said, they, they did an awesome job with everything they did on the track. And um, 
I think the the Maitland, uh, like the I guess the Newcastle area, they they have good crowds and stuff like that. So a few people showed up and um, stuck around even when it rained. So overall, yeah. it was just an awesome event. And um, as I said earlier, hopefully, hopefully the next clubs can kind of learn from it. Yeah, the series is shaping up pretty well. But just sort of looking looking back on on your race specifically, specifically, obviously the starts were pretty solid both ones and. And just sort of, you just really sort of intelligent and sort of calculated the way you attack those races because obviously you had a few guys, um, you know, you had to get sort of dealing with Crawford behind him and you sort of matched his speed pretty well in that first one. And then you had a few things with Moss going down and Barham and, you know, there was lots of things that sort of just recalibrated that focus, I'd imagine, through the, through the race. But it was admirable how well you found the limit and you sort of knew how hard you could push without overstepping and knowing, knowing the results more important than sort of trying to just go balls out the whole way because it was you just, it was a race and a day you had to manage yourself, not sort of try and really flex your muscles too far because, you know, as you said, consistent riding, mate, got you the win. So that was at the order of the day for you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like uh, the starting Moto 1, it was uh, it was okay. Like, it wasn't the best. I think I might have yeah. been, Seventh you know, or- yeah, six or seven, or like that, and um, you know, made it made a couple of passes. Obviously, a few people went went down, and um, I tried to latch on to NATO, and I, I, yeah, like you said, I think I had the speed to to run with him. Um, but he he he's just really good at getting to someone and making the pass straight away. So, um, I think I got stuck behind uh, Caleb Byron for a few laps, and that that was a, that was a big killer for me. You know, I just need to to be that little bit more aggressive and just make the move as soon as possible. Cause um, yeah, once I was stuck behind him, NATO pulled that gap. And then once I made that move after um, Byron went down and it's, it's hard to make up the gap, you know, when someone is basically saying speed, maybe that little bit faster, mm. it, you're not going to be able to bridge the gap. So I um a little bit disappointed that I couldn't make the pass a little bit earlier and um, latch on. Cause I think the race would have been much better but yeah, um, as I as I got into that that uh, I think it was third position, um, yeah, the gap was just too much, and basically from there I just had to ride my own race. I di- I didn't have anyone behind me, I didn't have anyone in front of me, so I, I kind of was a bit lonely in that third <laughs> position, you know. So, um, but I was just just clocking off my laps. I was reading the pit board and just just trying to you know race myself I guess because sometimes when you're in that type of position, it's easier to lose focus when you're not. When you're not pushing for something, or you have someone, you know, hunting you down type thing, so it, uh, you can get a little bit lost uh, when you're in that that position by yourself. So, um, yeah, really had the focus for that one, and and uh, just be smart, bring it home, and um, obviously a third place to to start the day is pretty good. Um, so, uh, yeah, that that's that's all about it. it. It's obviously hard, as I said. So just try and keep focus when you're in that lonely position there. Yeah, that no, was super good, mate. And then obviously just doing what you had to do in the second and. It was pretty pretty great moment for you, I bet, when you're sort of on, on the TV having the interview and you could tell you were very emotional about it and just thanking all the family and your old man especially who's obviously a big part of your program. And um, how, how was the sort of massive sense of relief and just excitement about how, how all that sort of hard work has culminated over the years to um, give you that win, mate? It must have been such a good release. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely uh, – there's not many times in my life I've, I've felt that much excitement and – emotions so uh, it's, it's bloody awesome that's for sure i i i didn't even know uh like throughout that moto and even when i crossed the line i didn't know that i had the overall so i was uh still lost like i i um, gave a bit of a, a fist pump over the finish line because I, I was just stoked to be back up on the box um you know as i as i said before it's been a tough few rounds and yeah i was just pumped that i, I knew i was going to be on the podium and um, it took me a little bit to to know that I, I got the job done. You know, I got into the podium area, put my bike up on the stand, took my helmet off and um, just, you know, had a, had a quick breath and, you know, a bit of a look around and, um, yeah, had a few family members come up and, and tell me I got the job done. And, uh, yeah, from there, it was just a uh, few tears come out, you know, a big smile and all that stuff. And, um, yeah, because, uh, you know, it's the, the round is so close to home. I had a lot of family and friends come up to, to support me and uh, obviously had my, my beautiful partner there as well. So, um, yeah, so, so many people, basically everyone that I would want there um, to witness that they were there for it. So uh, it was awesome. As you said, a lot of emotion. Um, it's definitely the best feeling I've had in uh, probably my lifetime. So it was cool and um, it's just 
it's awesome to get the uh, get it done for the team as well. They they deserve it. They put a, a lot of hard work into the bike and myself, and you know, obviously the team. So there's so many people behind the scenes that you know that weren't there. So it's just awesome to get the the job done for them. And and my first one um, at a track, you know, that's not too far from home. So it's uh, it was awesome. And like I said, just having so many family, friends, my girlfriend there that support me um, every day of the week and um, know how much effort goes into it. And yep. uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a good feeling. And um, it's, a, it's, I'm, I want to chase more of it because it's, yep. um, it's, it's the best feeling leaving the track to drive to the airport, the flight home, you know, it's um, just a, just a big smile for the rest of the afternoon. So um, I definitely want more of that. Yeah. The team um, obviously do a great job and, you know, they've obviously um, give you the equipment you need and the resources you need to, to go out there and perform to your best. So you, you would have been pretty happy to repay the faith and obviously a massive confidence boost that win is for you personally because there's, you know, a lot of big guys in that class, you know, Todd and Crawford and Connolly and even Caden Minier and Dobson, your teammate. Like, there's just so many dudes. And to go out there and beat them in, in, in that sort of format in front of everyone you know. And and so basically as well, you're, you're training up there with the Ford Dale program, aren't you? So it's um, obviously held you in good stead physically and, and I guess mentally and everything. You're just in a great place to to perform to your best at the moment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like we we have an absolutely awesome training group up here with with Ford. Obviously, we, we've got Dobson, my teammate. We've got Luke Clout, Kirk Gibbs, and uh, we've got a whole bunch of MX3 kids that that um, that do really well as as well. So um, yeah, it's. We, we've got, like I said, we've got a great group and we push each other every day of the week. And, um, you know, it, it brings that into the weekend and it showed, you know, obviously that second moto, Dobson and I, one and two, um, you know, it just shows how, how good we are and um, it, it's all working and coming together. So, you know, again, you know, Circa Yamaha one, two in that final moto. So it's um, it's just awesome for us to get, get that done. And to, uh, yeah, as I mentioned, to to get it done for the team and they, they deserve it. And, and the results we've had all year is, is not what they deserve. You know, it's just, um, you know, disappointing that it's been like that, but um, we finally got to a racetrack and showed what we were all capable of and what the bike is uh, capable of. And, um, you know, our, our team manager, Gavin Eels, he was absolutely pumped. And I think he had a big smile all the way home as well. So, um, you know, that, that, that makes, that makes me happy as well because um, yeah, he's the guy in charge and, to see him as happy as he was, and um, it's yeah, it's it's what he works hard for. You know, he he runs his team, and, and that's what he wants from us, and that's awesome. They're repaying with that, so um, yeah, every, everything's just going in the right direction. Great, great training program, team, um, everything like that. It's just he's going really well right now. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like in Australia, obviously you got your program and the beaten program um, down south, and. Um sort of trying to replicate that sort of star racing kind of, uh, you know, Baker's factory, how they have those vibes with um, really yeah. competitive, pretty brutal um, sort of man versus man, you know, racing the clock every day and racing each other for supremacy. Um, it seems like you guys have a good balance of that between being mates and, you know, getting along as well as um, you sort of want to beat each other really. So is it, did you find it a little bit of adjustment when you first did that program to adapt to it or was it pretty, pretty cool because the lads are good? Yeah, and, and I um I feel like I fit in pretty well straight away. Everyone everyone's super cool, you know. Obviously, if we're in the same class, we want to beat each other, but at the same time, we're we're helping each other be better. So, uh, you can't be, I guess, you know, too much of a competitor at the race at uh, the practice track because yeah, at the end of the day, whether you're faster or he's faster, whoever's faster, you're pushing each other, you, you you're making each other better. So. It's um I think we've found a good balance and stuff like that. And obviously Jesse and I being teammates and um training partners and all that stuff. So um I, I think we're 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 still good friends and stuff like that and we, we do a lot of stuff together. So um yeah, I think we have a really good balance with everyone and stuff like that. So um yeah, I, I don't think we, we take it too serious and stuff like that. We have a lot of fun throughout the week and yeah. Like I said, we obviously want to beat each other, but we're, we're pushing each other no matter the outcome during the week and stuff like that. And um, yeah, as, as you've seen, it's all paid off with with us, uh, you know, going one two in that final motor. Yeah, it's pretty cool, and obviously, it's good to have a teammate at the at the race. Is talking about MXGP guys that may, maybe do or don't have a teammate. It's um, it's sort of good to talk to him on the race and just sort of manage the you know the situation and talk about lines and talk about the different obviously all the stuff you got to deal with during a day. It gets pretty heavy. Um, 
media from you know preparation to eating so it must be good to have him to at least bounce some ideas off and keep the vibes high yeah i i i think race day is a little bit different we we don't talk too much about lines and stuff like that i i think i think race day yeah it's slightly different um you know I uh, don't want to give away too much, or I'm sure he yeah. doesn't want to give away too much. So yeah, yeah, yeah. race day is a little, little bit different. Um, I guess the the that that the yeah, it gets, it gets a bit more serious on on those type of weekends and stuff like that. Obviously, we still we still chat, have a bit of banter and stuff like that, but uh, not a whole lot about the the racing side of things because um, obviously, yeah, when it comes to race day, that's that's when we want to beat each other, and um, you know, want to you know, definitely don't want to lose to your teammates. So yeah. um got to have every advantage that you can get so um but we, we still we still respect each other we show a lot of respect throughout the day and all that stuff whatever the outcome is so um you know we, we had a we had a good laugh after that second race and uh we showed showed much respect and uh he was he was telling me that um you know he was racing that that second race and uh he was kind of checking out who was behind him and he was uh, seeing me in second place and he was like, oh, he's going to get the overall and things like that. So, <laughs> you know, we, we, we had a really good laugh and, um, yeah, just it was just an awesome end to the day. So, as I said, like on a race day, we're serious, but we, we show respect when it's due and, and credit when it's due. So, um, we still make the most of it. Yeah, it's pretty cool, obviously, because you guys are both see yourself as elite guys in the class. So, yeah, like if you had like an older or a younger teammate, that probably stuff goes on more for sure. So, no, it's cool insight there, mate. Uh, it's good to see the race, the the, the sort of the, the race hats on, the helmets on, and it's all going crazy. Yeah. But um, yeah, it must be it must be good, mate. And it's just your season so far. Have you? It's obviously been the conditions and the tracks have been pretty pretty wild and just so varying. And um, have you been happy with it from your perspective? Obviously, the championship's solid. I know you always want more, but it's um, just want to keep the momentum going now into Gilman. And is that a track you you like as well? Yeah, look, I, I can't, I can't say, I, I can't be happy with how the the championship's gone so far. I definitely can't say that, and um, I'm not satisfied. What's <laughs> obviously apart from the weekend, but yeah. yeah, I just, um, just it's been. I've barely made a a top five all year. You know, I I got fourth at Appen. You know, mm. I went that that ten three. So, um, you know, from basically since that. Um, that race things have been getting better um, starts have been a bit more consistent and stuff like that so um, and then obviously Aubrey was a bit of a write-off another horrible horrible yeah. day of riding and stuff like that so it's yeah I can't say I'm happy with where I'm at because I should be you know at least top five each round you know like I, I expect myself to be you know a podium guy and and um, that's that's what I am but um, yeah it just hasn't turned out that way so I am just gonna keep moving forward keep doing what I am it's obviously working so just keep clocking off my laps throughout the week and training and all that stuff and yeah Gilman Gilman is a very exciting track for me it's my I got my first MX2 podium there last year so uh, so I'm looking forward to heading back down there it's a, I enjoyed the track and stuff like that and so um, I think it should be a good event. So I just got to keep doing my work throughout the week and just have have fun with it, enjoy life. Um, yeah, because I'm I'm still on a high at the moment. I'm yeah. still in a in a good spot mentally. So um, just got to keep keep doing that. Head head into uh into Gilman. We got a I've got my uh, I've got an off season race uh next weekend. I've got um our round two of the Queensland titles up in Coolum. So. Um, that would be a good race in you know, heading into Gilman. So, um, yeah, like I said, just got to keep having fun and I'm um, looking forward to it. As I said, it's it was my first career podium in the MX2 class there last year. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, and that, uh, yeah, I think you're just under 40 points back on Wilson and um, 12 points back on Connolly. And yeah, not far off Crawford. So, like, it's always the racer mentality, mate. Never settle, never happy. But yeah, you know, you can do better. That's for sure. And, those hit outs in the in the in the Queensland titles, like they're they're good. Lots of good guys go to them and you get a really good hit out, don't you? Like similar to the Euro guys going to the French Dutch championships, you know, it's a really good hit out if you need if you feel like you want to do it, isn't it? It's a good option. Especially yeah, the, yeah, the long gaps in races. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I like to try to keep as active as possible, like you said, because there is so many weeks between rounds and stuff like that, you know, three, four weeks. It, it's a lot of time. So um so uh, yeah, try try do those off season raises or pretty whatever you call them. Um, you know it's when 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 I can, yeah, it's just good for us. It, it's the best training you can do. You know, it's more gate drops, it's more race intensity. You know, there's so many benefits to doing those races 
in between, especially if there's so many so many weeks off. So, um, yeah, I, I make the most of it. And, um, you know, you can never learn too much. You can never do too many racing and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I always uh, do them when I can. And I did the round one the weekend before Maitland and, um, you know, got the job done there. So, you know, I guess that was a good good week leading into uh, into Maitland. So hopefully do something similar for, you know, the next couple of weeks and, and go from there. So, but, um, you know, I love racing and and uh, the, that competitive side of things. So, um, yeah, I'll do them as much as I can. Yeah, mate, you just need to look at Hurlings. He's pretty much taken every chance he can. In uh, Like he's racing Fox Hills in the UK this weekend. Like a lot of dudes are taking the weekend off, but he's just – grinding he wants those gate drops and get that intensity which you you can try as much as you want in training but you can't get it can you mate but um also i was going to ask you obviously you, you work a bit as well as as top as being a pro rider mate so how do you how do you find balancing everything obviously with your family and yeah work home everything is it um obviously important to have that support network around you but um you obviously just love doing what you're doing and just doing all you can to support everyone and your career yeah, yeah, of course. I, uh, I, I, I enjoy every moment of what I'm doing right now. It keeps me busy, and um, I, I just love it. You know, I, I just, yeah, I, I work at uh, Fit Stop Gym. I do two nights a week, so it's not, not too much. It's uh, nothing crazy, but it just helps out with uh, paying bills and stuff. Obviously, my partner and I, we, we bought a house at the end of last year, so uh, a little bit of extra income just helps with uh, paying it off and all that stuff. So. Um, we we enjoy what we do and um, keeps keeps the days busy and and whatnot and keeps me active so I enjoy it but um yeah my my parents actually live uh, down in Sydney where I'm up here in Queensland so uh, up here it's only just myself and my partner that that live together so um yeah they they the the parents and family they just come out to the big races and uh, see me to show the support and all that stuff so it's uh, it's cool that they they still do that and um, we we have a good relationship. And um, you know, keep keep it that way. It's all going really well. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoy the the active life and busy, and um, just helps out with everything else. Yeah, it's good, mate. You got to respect that. So it's um cool for the fans to hear that kind of insight because um yeah, it's cool to hear the stories, mate. And um obviously with looking back at races, do you watch the back the broadcasts or you know you're watching lines all day? You pretty have like a lot of analysis goes in. Obviously, the team would do their own stuff to help you out, but um. And do you personally learn much from watching the other guys? Obviously, Todd Crawford, Connolly, Minia, Barron, Ferguson, Yokoyama, like Andrews, like they're all good. And there's heaps of guys out injured too. So do you do you learn much from the other guys, or do you just sort of focus on yourself? Uh, I guess uh, I did. Depends how the weekend goes. If if I watch back the races or not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I guess I do a little little bit of studying and stuff like that, but um obviously I I, I watch the the big guys in the four fifty class as much as possible. So I um always try to watch them when they're out on the track and um at the same time get the the live stream up and and uh so watch a bit of you know obviously live on out in the in the open and then on on the screen because they uh, you get a bit more inside of more lines and stuff like that. There's only so much you can watch from the side of the track. So yeah, I, I still try to uh, watch watch those guys and have it up on the live screen and and see you know, if there's any cheeky little lines out there or anything like that. So um, yeah, always always trying to to watch people to be better and see what they're doing because um, yeah, I definitely know I've got more in the tank and I just got to keep learning, building and um, be more confident. So it's, it's going to come eventually. Um, but yeah, so just keep, keep doing the, a little bit of studying and uh, just keep growing from here and um, you know, it's, it's all going to be up. That's for sure. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Just to touch on the MX one class, obviously it's ridiculously stacked. Um, speaking to some guys like Beaton and Webster and Duffy, they're, they're saying it's probably the biggest, the most, you know, the most heavy hitters in 10 years almost. Like that's how good the class is. And if you, you go through the names on the weekend, you know, Ferris, Clout, Tanty, Beaton, Gibbs, Harwood, Metcalf, Webster, Waters, Wood, Evans, Duff, like it's crazy, isn't it? Like it's um must be pretty cool having those guys out there. And what do you generally think the state of play in Australian motocross? It's in a good spot. Um, The TV deals are really good, obviously, free-to-air TV and pay TV, and it's on YouTube. So just your thoughts in general on the MX1 class and the state of play in Aussie motocross. Yeah, I think it's a, it's it's awesome as a as a fan to be able to watch, uh, watch you know, the Australian 450 class to, to be as stacked as it is. You know, it's it's weird to hear Todd Waters' name down in 10th place, you know. <laughs> um, you know, he's, he's a former MX1 champion and, um, you know, he rides he rides awesome. And, you know, same as, you know, Kyle Webster, obviously he, he did have that, 
that bad uh, or he he didn't race a second moto and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it, it's stacked and so many names can finish up on the box and stuff like that. So it's, it's really exciting to watch. And man, Ferris, he is, he's hard to beat right now. There's no doubt about it. He's uh, every race he's doing. He's just, uh, he's just win, win, win. So, um, you know, I, I want to see someone else win, but yeah, you can't, you can't take it away from him. You know, he, he's putting in the work. He's working. He's working hard, and he's in a good spot. So, um, there's you, you, you can't take it away from him. You know, so someone's gonna have to just work that a little bit harder and and take that number one spot from him because, uh, you know, he's just gaining confidence, and I feel like he's probably just getting stronger and stronger. Yeah. So, um, it, it's awesome to to see that and and watch him do what he's doing on a on a private Yamaha. So, um, yeah. you know, had. Hats off to him. So he's a, he's an awesome uh, role model for our sport and um, our Aussies. So he's doing well. And um, yeah, like I said, it's just exciting to watch that at the moment. And um, I, I think our, our sport is getting a little bit better, um, you know, better each time. Uh, so it, it, it's good to see it growing and um, getting a bit more support and things like that. And, um, you know, it, it's just good to um, have a nice consistent series going. I, 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 do, I do wish we kind of had maybe an extra round or two, maybe yeah. 10 rounds in motocross, uh, just because at the moment it is so spread out throughout the year. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's a lot of time in between races. You know, I, I feel like a two weeks in between races would be ideal when maybe like, like they used to do a couple of years ago or quite a few years ago, they used to do, I think, maybe four five rounds with two-week breaks. Then they would have maybe a month off and then yeah. same thing for the final round. I think that, that worked awesome. Um, because it gave, you know, it just you just kept it kept it moving, and then everyone could have that that bit of time off, refresh, whatnot, finish strong. You know, where at the moment it's all over the shop. You know, we've got two, three, four, and then I think after Toowoomba was it seven weeks or something yeah. like that, six, seven weeks. You know, it's just all over the place right now. It's such a long time. So if that's um that's the only thing that from my end, and I think a lot of people have said mm. that needs to be ch- needs to be changed and whatnot so just having more consistent racing would be ideal for us so um but it's just good that we're racing um and and we get to to go to some awesome tracks out there um hopefully hopefully we can um have a supercross championship because that's the only thing that that will you know let us down you know we need to have a supercross series and um and then you know just get just get a couple more rounds, you know. Um, we 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 train hard, like we we have to stay in shape for for yeah. so long, for so little, you know. So uh, sometimes it can be pretty taxing on the body and whatnot. Mm. So um, just wish we could, you know, I guess take take advantage of us doing that with a few more races. That's all. Yeah, well said. It's sort of just the continuity for you for you riders, and obviously for the for the fans too, and I guess the media because you want to just keep relevant and keep just popping up every. You know, every couple of weeks with a race, you know, like they've just had the double header in MXGP and Supercross is pretty much every weekend bar two. So they have always have that interest generating and building. But yeah, like it's good that definitely the, the Moto Online guys and some of these Aussie outlets do a great job of covering the sport. That's for sure. The Alex and Nick and Dylan and Simon, all those guys, like it's must be cool to have them at the races and, um, you know, taking your stories too, because um, the presence is um important for you guys to get your names out there, good for sponsors. Good for everything, mate. And just in general, do you enjoy doing the media stuff like this? And or does it get a bit draining? Or maybe it's the race day; it might be a bit draining, and it's probably better in, during the week like this. Or what's your take on it? Look, I, I won't lie. After after getting a win, I was pretty stoked <laughs> to be able to stoked to talk to everyone. Um, you know, I, I was just I was just so excited, so pumped. You know, so um, I wanted to uh, to tell everyone how I felt. So uh, yeah. After the weekend, I um I love it. I love going and talk to people. I, I enjoy doing podcasts, as I said. Um, it just kind of get, gives everyone a bit of insight of you know how I am and a little bit, a little bit about myself and whatnot. So um you know like people on TV, they don't see a whole lot of that. So you know being able to talk talk to the camera and and podcasts and stuff like that. Yeah, people that do listen will understand a bit more and whatnot. So um yeah, after a good weekend, I, I don't mind a bit of media stuff. So. Um, yeah. But after after Aubrey, we uh, had a few people want to talk to me, and I'm like, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to talk right now. <laughs> so uh, it uh, it depends how the weekend went. Yeah, no, absolutely. And just for we got a lot of American and European listeners, obviously. And just give us um, just give everyone a bit of a rundown on your journey in the sport. Obviously, um, just how you started and how the, the sort of the yeah the adventure from from then to now. 
if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, so it's 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 been uh, it's been like a super cool journey. Obviously, a long journey to what to get where I am. But um, I had a you know quite a successful junior career, which is uh, from the age of seven to sixteen, I think it is. So um, I th- how many how many junior titles? Two thousand nine to seventeen. What's that? Eight eight years. So in the in the eight um, junior Australian motocross years, we had. I um I finished on the podium every year except one. So seven seven years on the podium. I think I had uh two or three junior titles. Three junior titles, I think it was, and um yeah, a whole bunch of seconds and thirds. So had a had a really good junior career. Uh yeah, I was fortunate enough to ride for, you know, quite a few good junior teams. Um from the years two thousand fourteen to two thousand sixteen. I rode for the factory KDM junior racing team on the started on the eighty five and finished on the one two five, two fifty. And then my final year in the junior class, I was uh, with the the factory Honda BCP racing team uh, run by Lee Hogan. So that was uh, cool of him. And um, yeah, he uh, was an awesome mentor and had an awesome bike. So uh, that led to a, a second place at my uh, final junior Aussie titles to uh, Bailey Mackwicks, you know, who who then become a world champion and an awesome competitor. So, um, you know, I was, I was happy to, uh, to do that. And yeah, um, the first year of seniors in the MXD class was a bit slow. I was on a private bike and stuff like that, but um, kind of just went upwards from there. Following year, 2019, uh, second year MXD, I was with the the factory Penrite uh, Honda Racing team that year and um, had, a, had a whole bunch of podiums and stuff like that and uh, ended up third in the, the MXD championship for the year with uh, Regan Duffy winning that and Maximus Purvis in second place. So, you know, yeah, um, I'm sure a lot of guys that listen would know those names because they're very, very great competitors and awesome racers. So, and then uh, obviously 2020 was a bit of a write-off year. I, I did switch to Yamaha, probably to Yamaha for that year, but uh, we didn't end up having any racing just because of uh, COVID. So um, that year was cancelled and, um, I was I was able to do a, a, a few uh, few races, just local races up in Queensland, stuff like that. And uh, at the end of the year, the the guys from the Yamlu Yamaha Racing Team gave me a call and said they wanted to, to give me an opportunity to go racing for them. So from uh, twenty one and and twenty two, I was lucky enough to ride for those Yamlu Yamaha guys. And um, my first years in the MX2 class and I was up on the box um, in the championship both years, you know, uh, 21, I was uh, third third overall MX2 championship. Unfortunately, that year was cut short, but, you know, that's the way it is. I, uh, you know, I was in the position, I was in that podium position, so that's the way, the way it worked. And following year, we got a full championship and uh, grabbed, grabbed a few podiums and, no race wins yet, but yeah, a few podiums and uh, end up on the box in uh, second place for the yep. championship. So that that was cool for me to uh, to finally have a full championship and to uh, finish where I did. So that was that was awesome. And come down to the the last race to um to fight for that second position. Obviously, Wilson Todd had had one at the the weekend before. So um yeah, I was fighting for that second spot and, and got it done, which is awesome. And then um yeah, end of uh. Or then we had we had Supercross that we haven't had for a little while. So um grabbed grabbed my first Supercross podium yep. and 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 race win at Newcastle, which was uh which was bloody awesome. Another another, you know, fairly local round in, in Newcastle. So that was cool. And ended up fourth in the, the Supercross championship, which was uh not too bad. And then um yeah, I was I was lucky enough to sign with the Circa Yamaha team for 2023 and um you know it's been nothing but an awesome year you know it's it's uh it's been great apart from a few few shitty results but you know it's been uh, a lot of fun with the team uh, we get along super good we have great team vibes whenever at the racetrack and and all that stuff so um yeah i feel like i've had a, a pretty awesome career to this point i'm i'm still only 21 years old i'm, yeah. I'm a, still very young and got many years uh, ahead of me so um yeah i'm just looking forward to just keep growing and getting better and just uh, making the most of the opportunities that I've got right now. Yeah, mate, it's good to see all the hard work paying off all those years. And, you know, it's, it's a really cool story. And, um, you know, obviously third, second, I uh, just wait for that first in the, in the MX2 now, mate. And um, what sort of, what is your future? Do you, do you ever have plans to race overseas? Obviously um, you're very um, competent at Supercross as well. Um, 
cool when the old, cool when the international guys come over like Anstey and Brayton and even Wilson and and just yeah, what's sort of the future looking like and how big a fan of you are of Supercross and obviously World Supercross is pretty cool too. Gives riders more opportunities and just more chances to make money because it's it's a lot of hard work you guys put in and you know compared to other sports you definitely don't get financially compensated well enough I believe. Yeah, yeah. Look, you, you can never say uh, we, we make too much money, that's for sure. So, But, uh, I, I, of course, the goal is, is to race over the, overseas one day. Um, I, I, you know, a few years ago, I did have a couple of opportunities that unfortunately fell through, but it is what it is. Um, at the at the moment, there's, there's nothing in the talks, but um, if, if something popped up, you know, it is obviously an opportunity to um, to go and do it even even a championship in Canada would be pretty cool. Yeah. I think they've got a pretty, pretty cool. Um, they've got an awesome, uh, you know, series over there yeah, with yeah. both motocross and then supercross. So um, that, that would be something I'm very interested in doing. You know? So um, maybe, maybe something will pop up one day, but I just got to keep doing the results and, and um, proving that I should be up front and whatnot. And maybe something will pop up, but um, yeah, for now I'm just enjoying my time here in Australia. I've got a great team and, and um, you know, doing pretty well for myself. So uh, yeah, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And um, if the opportunity arises, we'll go from there. But yeah, like I said, just having a blast here in Australia, great team, great bike. So um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not in too much of a rush to, to make anything yeah. happen. Yeah, it's pretty cool, mate. It's like you hear about, um, you know, your Eves team, the Honda team, and you know, Webster and and Beaton. They were sort of mentioning uh, that there might be scope for them to do a couple of AMA nationals or a MXGP round in the, you know, one of the Asian rounds or something. Um, must that, that must be pretty cool. That definitely um be interesting to see how you guys stack up against those those dudes because um you know we see Jack Chambers obviously has just moved from moved from America to do MX MX two and. He's had a couple of good results, raced the British Championship. So it's good. The sport's definitely becoming more globalised and there's opportunities to do that. Would you prefer Supercross or MXGP if you had to pick one? Do you, and do you follow them both closely? Um, I, I I follow more of the uh, the, the AMA side of things. Um, I, I do I do love the MXGP, but I'm a bit too tight to uh, pay for the the, the past to go and watch it, <laughs> but I, I draw each round. I, I watch the highlights and things like that. But for me personally, I would probably want to step more into the GP side of things first. Um, I just feel like I haven't had enough years of practice on Supercross. You know, um, I I need to still build more confidence in that because their tracks are, are no joke. You know, they're they're yeah. beefed up, they're big and stuff like that. So there's a lot to learn. Over there, you know, our, our tracks, you know, we, we, we did have some okay tracks this year, but I don't think it's still much compared to what they race over there. So I um I don't want to go throw myself in the deep end yeah. over there and, and stuff like that. So I um as of now, I'm more of a motocross guy just because just haven't had enough time on Supercross, as simple as that. And, you know, it's it's not helping that, you know, we, we might not have a championship this year and mm. and stuff like that. And we've missed out on years due to COVID and whatnot. So, um, you know, those guys live and breathe Supercross pretty much. So it, it's hard to go be competitive when they've been doing it since they, they were 10, 12 years old, you know. Yeah. From, from his, so it, it's, just, it's just hard to go be competitive when we just haven't had enough of it. So, um, yeah, if, if an opportunity come, you know, GP would be pretty cool, and like I said, Canada would be awesome as well. Yeah, mate, we well, certainly. Um, I definitely, you definitely know the GP teams t- take a look at the Aussie guys because obviously heaps of them, um, gone over there in the past and done well, and it's good to see Evans, um, holding holding the flag and Young Owens, um, has went over there recently do some EMX. So, and yeah. just in general, um, Aussie motocross are pretty awesome, eh? Lawrence boys winning titles, um, obviously Beaton was doing world champs last year and was really good at MX two, and now he's back home and. Um, yeah, obviously we spoke about Mitch Evans if he, once you know what he can do once he's fit and sort of not having these little injury niggles and pretty cool uh, exciting times ahead with the motocross of nations obviously in France this year you got the two Lawrence boys and then we'll see you can put Evans um, beaten and then if you want to if Mitch isn't quite up to it you might be able to put Hunter on a 450 with um, with Jet and then maybe bring someone like yourself or Crawford or Todd or you know there's heaps of good there's heaps of options in Aussie motocross and the talent's high isn't it yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, I think uh, you know, similar to last year, I think Aussie, um, we we have a good chance at doing well in the in the nations. Um, you know, with with Jet obviously step up in the four fifty, and and as you mentioned, maybe 
maybe Hunter will make that step, you know, depending on the the opportunity. Um, you know, we, we're not sure what how Mitch is gonna be, how fit and how competitive, you know. But I think the easiest thing, you know, with picking Mitch is he's already there and he's got all the infrastructure and all that stuff. So, you know, it, it is a lot easier if, if they did select him and whatnot. So um but it, it would be cool to have someone from, you know, here in Australia be able to make that step over, you know, that would be cool. And, you know, depending what bike and who goes, you know, someone like Ferris, you know, he's yeah. at the moment, he's yeah. he's the man to beat. He's the man to beat. And I think he's got a pretty easy bike set up and I'm pretty sure he's, you know, on a pretty standard 450 with a couple uh, slip-on parts and whatnot. Yeah. So uh, you just you just don't know. Um, Can't go wrong with one of those Yamahas at the moment, eh, mate? They're bloody flying, no, the 450s, aren't they? That, that's it, you know, like they... One, two, three, all three motors yeah. over the weekend. So they're uh, they're working they're working good and whatnot. So yeah, it, it, it's going to be a hard hard choice for the nations. We're just going to have to keep seeing how you know Mitch builds and how fit he can be because um you know obviously he knows how to ride a dirt bike. There's no doubt, and he's got experience on all those tracks. So yeah. um obviously it would be it would be a good option. As I said, he's there. He's got he's got the team there, and he doesn't need much. To, to, to change really so uh we'll just have to wait and see and hope hopefully he can be fit because um you know obviously all of us Aussies want to see see him do well and perform because we have seen it before and hopefully he can get back to where he is and um you know fingers crossed because um yeah he's uh, he's an awesome awesome racer awesome person so just have to wait and see but um yeah I think it's uh you know exciting times for us Aussies yeah, absolutely. And do you do you plan on maybe getting over to to watch the nations personally, mate? Is that uh, something you'd be keen to do or want to do? Yeah, bl- bloody earth. It, it would be absolutely awesome. You know, um, the just the, the atmosphere. You know, you, you can hear it on TV and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's crazy. It's it, it would be so exciting and to um to have a great team like we do now. It, it would be good to go and watch and you know hopefully see them jump up on the box and. You know, fight fight for the win. Yeah. So yeah, on on the on the cards for sure one day. So um hopefully hopefully they keep going to some exciting places and um you know, gotta fork out a bit of money and, <laughs> and make the make the jump over. But yeah, we'll see. I, I would love to go do it one day. It's something I think any any racer has to experience, you know, and just have that that whole atmosphere. So um yeah, hopefully hopefully one day. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And just out of the current races in in Australia and and across the world in Supercross and Europe, um, is there any ones that you sort of um, look up to per se, or any riders in the past that you sort of uh, gained motivation from or inspiration, just um, technically or the way they mentally approach things? Um, who, who's on the? Who do you mainly watch closely? I guess from uh, from a young a young kid like any any Aussie kid, um, Chad Reed was yep. obviously a big idol, as you can see. You know, twenty um, number twenty two for for that reason, yep. I've been that number since I was uh, six seven years old. So um, yeah, obviously him uh, uh, Chad growing up and uh, at at the moment, and obviously probably a lot of people as well, big fan of Eli, just the way he's riding yeah. and and how how good he is. You know, simple as that, but. Um, you know, as I'm at this age, I um I watch, don't only watch it just as a fan. I also do, you know, try study a little bit as well as I'm watching at the same time, and you know, watching, watching how people do things and attack and and do all that stuff. So um yeah, at the moment I'm not like watching one person particularly. You know, you just yeah. got to watch watch everyone and take little bits and pieces of of what they're doing and how they're doing and all that stuff. So. Yeah, now now that we're I'm getting to this stage and and whatnot, it's important to to watch and try learn from what the guys do over there because they're obviously the best in the world and they know how to do it best. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And just um just a couple more before before we let you go. Just um how how mentally hard is it dealing with dealing with injuries in this sport, mate? Because it's like you put all your effort into it and then obviously you've had a pretty good run recently, but you're probably always fighting niggles like most most guys are. And just and do you get arm pumped? too bad mate how do you and uh, is there any sort of strategies um you've heard to deal with it because a lot of blokes struggle with it even you know hurlings and these guys every first moto he's got it you know so yeah. any thoughts on that too yeah yes um pump is something that i've uh i have suffered with for for a lot of my career unfortunately and you know as you said the best of the best still get arm pumps so it's, it's hard you just yeah, I'm not sure. I, I have gotten a lot better over the, the past 
past few years with with um, Pump, which is awesome because yeah, it's it sucks knowing that you're probably one of the fastest guys and and that slows you down. Um, but yeah, as you said, I I've been pretty fortunate with injuries and stuff. Um, the last few years had a, had a few wrist injuries as a as you know junior in my last junior career and whatnot. So um yeah, I've, I've been super lucky with that. I I had a couple of little niggling injuries last year. Um, actually before. Before our Aubrey round, um, we, we had a cool and sunny state and um, I had a rock hit my finger and um, didn't know it was broken. So I raced, uh, raced Aubrey with a broken finger. It was actually my, my front brake finger as well. So I was oh. using I was using it all day and whatnot. <laughs> so, and then after the weekend, yeah, pretty much my, my finger and like all my hand was swollen. I was like, oh, I should probably go get it checked out and, um, yeah, that that week I had to get it, get surgery on it, and get some uh, screws put into that. And um, I had three weeks off the bike and went and raced uh, Gilman Gilman Nationals and got my first podium after yeah. after after having surgery and three weeks off the bike. So uh, that was that was pretty pretty funny. But yeah, since then I've been been pretty healthy, which is awesome. So touch wood and just keep that going because um, yeah, as you as you seen with Eli. He, obviously the best guy and got unfortunate with an yeah. injury. So, you know, obviously you, you got to be there to win it, unfortunately. And um, yeah, uh, hopefully I can keep doing that and keep chipping away, stay healthy. And, um, you know, I think uh, it's going to be pretty good. Yeah. That's the most important thing in, uh, in motocross and supercross. Cause yeah, it's just the field's decimated in supercross at the moment. That's for sure. And yeah, I was just wondering yeah. sort of what, what does like a regular week for you look like mate after a race um, and heading into a race sort of, recovery sort of tapering training loads how does it all sort of just how much and then obviously how much bike time do you do you get in a week as well yeah so so after a race weekend um i, I guess a little bit just depends on uh, how i feel as well like if if i wake up monday feeling super sore or whatever uh i was pretty pretty lucky this week so i uh woke up woke up monday had a had a good sleep in and stuff like that and honestly just had a super chill day at home and just uh, had the feet up on the couch most of the day and whatnot, so super relaxing. And then uh, just did like a, a light recovery uh, spin on the cycle bike for an hour in the afternoon, and that was a bit out, bit oh, sorry about it for Monday. Then uh, Tuesday we actually I um got up pretty early. We um we had a bit of a group session on the beach. We did a whole lot of running intervals and stuff like that. Then. We did a little bit of riding at Coolum, just some uh, some technique stuff, some drills, just a super light day and played some golf afterwards. So, um, yeah, usually the week after we I might ride, you know, two days, just um, a pretty easy week. And uh, maybe it was like we after one of the rounds issue, we went and just went some trail riding with with the the FD group, just in the in the in the bush, just um just for a few hours, just had. Had a whole lot of fun, and um, that that was probably one of the best things we could do after the race to to bring back a lot of fun and enjoyment. We went and rode trails and did some uh, rock climbs and hill climbs, and you know jumping logs and stuff. And that yeah. that was a blast. So um, yeah, just just a little bit of light training, a little bit of riding, uh, nothing crazy. But then uh, and then similar leading into event as well. We'll probably only do you know two days throughout the week, and then uh, just keep keep the training light and keep the body fresh and ready to go for the weekend, make sure eating good food so the body feels nice and clean and all that stuff. So, yeah, pretty pretty cruisy weeks leading in and out of the the races. And then uh, in between that, we usually do three, four days on the bike. Um, we always mix it up. We do we do motos some days. Uh, we do sprints. We do drills, technique stuff. So um, we always keep it, keep it moving and changing and guessing and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think Ford's got a really good – program with us and um yeah it's working at the moment yeah it sounds like a really good sort of sort of well covered all bases approach obviously the, the grind can get pretty heavy for you guys no doubt so it's good that he good that he changes it up and lets you guys unwind a bit and it's obviously really important with the sport and the pressure and the expectations you guys have on yourself um is there any other things you like to do to unwind obviously golf a lot of dudes are into that so how's the game mate pretty good oh, i wish i could say it was good <laughs> No, it's it's okay. Like I, uh, I, I just try and enjoy. It. It's a super frustrating game. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, anyone that's played it knows that uh, it's bloody frustrating. So now you're just going to try have fun, and, and we it's it's good when we play in a group and everyone's playing as bad as each other. You, you you just have you just have a good laugh, you know. So it's easier to play with a group than it is by yourself, you know, playing horrible because you can laugh at you can laugh at other people for losing twenty balls, you know. So um, nah, it, it's good fun. I, I enjoy some video games and stuff like that on the PlayStation yeah. as well, you know. So uh, I still still like to be a bit of a kid and do that and. I've uh, got two two big dogs, so like like playing yeah. around with them and all that stuff. So, um, you know, just just uh, yeah, just try to do whatever I can to enjoy the moment, and have fun, because um, yeah, when when you're in a good mindset, that's when everything comes together, and it uh, it all it all makes the the best of it. So, um, yeah, just just whatever I can do to have a good mindset. Yeah, good stuff, mate. Definitely love the dogs too. Yeah, my wife and I uh, love our ones, so they're the best, eh? But um... yeah. Yeah, mate, doing well. And you're only so young still, so yeah, it is a lot to deal with because you know a lot of people at 21 haven't really got their their stuff together per se, mate. And you guys are forced into sort of uh, <laughs> getting getting, it, getting your head screwed on, no partying, no not too much stupidity, you know. So it's good, mate. Yep. But um, before we let you go, just give you a chance to um thank anyone you want to in particular, and just to give some shout outs or you know tell tell the fans where they can follow you or if they want to support you or anything like that. Yeah, no, awesome. Yeah, if I if anyone listening wants to uh to head over to Instagram and and uh you know give me a follow, the the account name is uh, respod twenty two. And uh, if any of you guys like watching YouTube videos, I have a a YouTube uh channel as well. That uh there's going to be one coming up from the weekend. So to um to uh, to see how the weekend went for my first overall win, and you guys want to watch that'll be bloody awesome. Um, get a few views up, that would be would be nice. But um yeah, I just got to say a massive thank you to. To everyone around me who makes you know my life enjoyable and um, every opportunity possible. So um, obviously the the Circo Yamaha racing team and, and uh, my family, girlfriend, all that stuff. So um, and then obviously all you listeners for for jumping on board and having a listen and taking the time out of your your day is awesome. So um, yeah, yeah, appreciate it and uh, just got to thank you as well for for having me on board today. Yeah, no worries, mate. Really appreciate you joining us. And um, yeah, all the best for the future. And before we let you go, we'll just give a shout out to the sponsors in Monster Energy, Fox Racing, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmet, Cherbies, AS3 Performance, Kawasaki UK, KTM UK, and of course, even Strokes for all their support. As without them, there's no us. So yeah, thanks again, Reese, and all the best for the future, mate. It's uh, certainly going to be a bright rest of the year for you by the look of it. Thank you. Really appreciate it, mate. Thanks.